we can't be talking about his 200-foot game all fair, the time. Fair. Right. There's a difference playing on Long Island than there is playing in, in Manhattan. That was Josh Hosang's number. It's a preseason <laughs> game. Rookie, just calm your butt down. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, episode 168. Is there are two weeks to go here before the Islanders open the regular season against the Sabres at UBS Arena. And hi, I am Andrew Gross of Newsday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as we often are on the podcast, I am joined tonight by my good friend and colleague, Colin Stevenson, after we just watched the Islanders defeat the Rangers 5-3 in a weather-related postponed preseason game, the third for the Islanders. And uh, Colin, how you doing, my man? It is great to be with you again for another season of hockey. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm happy to be on the podcast with you. This, I look forward to these. <laughs> we have so much fun. Yes. So where do you want to start the fun tonight? What would you like to discuss? Would you like to discuss? You, you have... I've only seen one more Islander game than you have at this point. <laughs> so you are, you are an Islander expert for the time being. You tell me where you want to start. What, what have you seen in the Islanders in the first two games here? Well, um, I've seen a lot of Semyon Varlamov. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the real guy. Um, so Varlamov, what, gave up seven goals in five periods, is it? Yeah. He went yeah. all three tonight and, yeah. uh, and two the last game. Um, I think, the, obviously, the lineup was better in the second game here, the one here at UBS Arena uh, for the Islanders. Um, I think the Rangers did not give them uh, enough of a test, really, for the first two periods. Uh, in fact, I think I remarked to you at one point in that second period that I don't think Varlamov had enough work. I mean, the guy's not going to be ready for the preseason because he <laughs> hasn't had enough work, frankly. The Rangers haven't haven't helped him out but um but yeah no it's 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 gonna be fun I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see Horvat uh here for the full season it'll be interesting to see uh Barzal on the wing for the full season and I'm really really interested to see what you guys get out of Julian Gauthier because uh you know that is a guy obviously I know uh, well because he played for the Rangers and uh you know I liked him as a, as a guy you know to talk to in the club in the locker room but um, I'm, I'm curious as to what kind of production you're going to get out of him. Well, well, let's start there. Um, Julian Gauthier, uh, Ranger, parts of four seasons, never really elevated above the fourth line. The, the, the scouting report on him is tremendous speed with a, a rare combination, tremendous speed with tremendous size. Finishing has always been the issue with him. And look, that... that could be a problem here on the island if he does make the top 12. And he's in a battle. There, there are other players obviously looking for playing time. Hudson Fashing is, is a guy who's locked into the top 12 at this point. But uh, you know, Oliver Wallstrom trying to come back from a, a knee injury. you got Simon Holmstrom who skated with Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzell tonight. He's trying to uh, uh, figure out a way uh, into a regular role. I didn't think he really locked anything up tonight. Uh, he, he got fed a couple of really sweet passes by Matthew Barzell, and he could not put the puck on the net. And he but that's needs... not kind of what—that's not his game, isn't it? I mean, he's more of a defensive guy. Well, 
he needs to be more of an <laughs> offensive game guy. He's talked about that. If he's going to play with Horvat, he can't just, you know, we can't be talking about his 200-foot game all fair, the time. Fair. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, William DeFour is still in camp. Uh, Arno Durando is still in camp. There are guys hanging around. But Julian Gauthier, was, he's, he has NHL pedigree at this point, if not the production that would say he's a guy who absolutely has to be in the lineup, right? Um, gets a two-year contract. You, you think because Lane Lambert has said that that fourth line, and we'll get to the fourth line in a little bit, the identity line is, is going to be together to start the season. So now you're looking at who's going to replace Zach Parisi, right, on, on Jean-Gabriel Pajot's line. Um, and Anders Lee, and I talked about this, I think, a couple of podcasts ago when you guys asked me what my ideal Islanders lineup would be, and I said Anders Lee should be on the third line with Jean-Gabriel Pajot, and that's pretty much how it's gone through all at training camp. But to Gauthier, um, nice pass tonight. He, uh, he does get credit for a secondary assist. One of the nicest guys you and I will ever meet. Right. What can Islander fans really expect out of Julian Gauthier? Well, you know, you mentioned the size and the speed, and, that, and those, those stick out and, and they stand out. Um, but the thing that I don't want to be too hard on the guy because he does do some things. I mean, he creates a lot of scoring chances. He just doesn't finish enough of them. Um, you know, his speed and size do create chances, and he does draw penalties. So... If he's in, you know, I guess if he's going to be playing a third-line role for you with, with good players like Pajot and, and maybe Lee, um, I, he probably could be useful in a way. You know, with the Rangers, I think he was always a fourth-line guy. Um, and, you know, as many chances as he created, he just didn't finish enough of them, and that really was the problem. But if, if, you, if you can get him to create chances that maybe other guys can finish or if you can get him to create draw penalties and, and maybe you can score on the power play and maybe he can be a productive guy for the islanders um uh, you know for those of us that have watched them for a number of years though i i just i can't promise you that that's the way it's going to be now there's a difference playing on long island than there is playing in, in manhattan um you know the rangers are you know in a, maybe in a different place in terms of their development, they were a rebuilding team, and all of a sudden they were there. The Islanders have sort of more or less been, um, you know, a kind of a playoff team. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe the, the mixture is just a little different, and, and he'll have more success. Uh, and, you know, if he makes a team, he'll have more success on the island than he did in the city. But I just don't know what you're going to get, and I can't promise you it's, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be an all-star. Well, he's an all-star nice guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Nice uh, guys don't finish first. Though. Wow. <laughs> so, and there were a couple of forwards I, I also should have mentioned. Ross Johnson was in the lineup tonight. Um, he somehow always is on the roster when, when, the, the, when the season starts. And, uh, you know, he also had a secondary assist tonight. He uh, set up... Uh, he kind of kicked or uh, pushed the puck over to Kyle McLean, uh, the, the the coach's son, John McLean's uh, oh, okay. son, who is having a really strong camp. And uh, I, 
I was talking about it in the press box today. Kyle McClain, you can just see that he is a coach's son or a player's son. Right. You know, John McClain played, you know, 18 whatever it was seasons in the NHL and has now been coaching for a long time, was also in the broadcast booth. Kyle McClain was born into this game, and maybe he doesn't have the skills of, you know, a a full-time NHLer, but he certainly has the brains of a full-time NHLer, and that was on display. So Ross Johnson kicks the puck to Kyle McClain, who gets it out to Cal Clutterbuck for a really nice, uh, you know, rising wrist shot. Um, So Ross Johnson is here. I, I forgot to mention Matthew Maggio. Uh, last season's OHL uh, most outstanding player. It really seems like Lane Lambert really, really, really likes this prospect. And if he can, you know, in any way uh, produce, uh, you know, to some effect like he did in the OHL, and obviously that is a hard jump. He's going to probably need some time in the in Bridgeport. But Matthew Maggio is a guy to keep an eye out. So, you know... There, there Have are. The Islanders made any cuts yet? They did. They, they, they came into camp with sixty-six players. Sixty-six players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, was, yikes! That was Josh Hosang's number. Just. <laughs> 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 hey, he's been gone a long hey, time. hey, easy, go easy. Let go. I know, and they gave away Josh go. Hosang's number. Let it go. <laughs> so yeah, sixty-six players. I think they reassigned, or you know, they trimmed by twenty. Uh, they, they sent a lot of players to Bridgeport and two players, uh, including Isaiah George, the defenseman, who is going to be very good in this organization down the road, but he's still 19 and he needs another season at junior. So, yeah, they're down to about 46, which seems like more than most NHL teams at this point. I, I expect another cut down uh, probably after Monday's uh, fourth preseason game, and then you really cut it down and you want to – you know, focus in on your, your couple of battles. And uh, to me, the battles are, is Sebastian Ajo or Samuel Bolduc, your, your sixth defenseman? Are you they know, both going to be here, though? I mean, it, will one of them be the sixth and the other the seventh? Or was, is there somebody else that's going to be the seventh? There's not really. Those are probably the two best. Uh-huh. Um, but if Bolduc is not going to be the sixth, maybe you want to play him at Bridgeport well, for a while. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah and then you can keep a, a Paul Ledoux or Grant Hutton or Dennis Chalowski as, as a seventh. But I, 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 I thought Samuel Bolduc had a little bit of a rough game, a couple of turnovers. He, he didn't win a, a battle at the, uh, at the right post that led to a Rangers goal. So The first goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know they're up four nothing at that. Yeah, point. I, I know. Yeah, I know. It's third period. <laughs> it's a preseason game. Come on. Yeah, and and the, so let me just quickly lay out the way they had the defensive pairs because it is not Ryan Pulak, Adam Pellick right now. It is uh, uh, Adam Pellick with Noah Dobson. Coach Lane Lambert talked about how he likes the two of them can both push up the ice. Um, and, uh, you know, and he thinks Noah Dobson can help Adam Pellick get into the play more. And then you have uh, Ryan Pulak was with Alexander Romanov, um, who, who was so excited to finally play in a preseason game, and obviously he's coming off off-season shoulder surgery. He had 10 shot attempts tonight, and he was just <laughs> bouncing all over the place. He was bouncing all over I the... Love uh, that guy. Oh, he's great. He really is great. He's 23, and, and he's got the energy of a, a 10-year-old in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have uh, Bolduc, who's with Scott Mayfield. The line's... 
uh, right now are Holmstrom with Bo Horvat and uh, Matthew Barzell. You got Pierre Engvall and uh, Brock Nelson with Hudson Thashing. And again, Kyle Palmieri has not been on the ice with teammates all through training camp. You got Anders Lee with Jean Gabriel Pajot. Our friend Julian Gauthier was on that right wing. And then the fourth line tonight was Ross Johnson with Kyle McLean and Cal Clutterbuck. Um, at some point, you think Kyle Palmieri comes back. He's projected as a top six role. We did not see Oliver Wallstrom, another guy I should mention, obviously. Um, and as I said before, I think this team operates better if Wallstrom can get closer to his potential and earn a top six role. So far in camp, uh, probably hasn't done that yet. It was interesting. The last game, you, you talk about people on power play as a net front presence. He was a net behind presence. They, they literally had him stationed behind the net on the power play. It was a very interesting look. Um, but anyway, let's, we're, we're going to debate just a little bit because I, I said this to Colin before we started recording. In my view, I sort of see the Islanders and Rangers as kind of very similar teams that probably will have very similar records. And watching tonight, I know Varlamov gave up three goals in the third period as the Islanders kind of broke down. But I think Semyon Varlamov as a backup option is better right now than Jonathan Quick for the Rangers. And I'm not, Jonathan Quick is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's won two Stanley Cups. He's just, he's a couple of years older than, than uh, Varlamov and his, his numbers have been a little bit alarming the past season or two. Um, what say you? Because I think Varlamov might be able to steal a few more points than uh, Jonathan Quick. Well, I, I agree with you there. And, 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 you know, as we talked before we got on this, um, yes, I, I agree with you that Varlamov is probably, is not probably, is more than likely a, a better backup um, than is Jonathan Quick, who's going to be a backup for the first time, obviously. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's had a very fine career. As you mentioned, I believe as well that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, he is the second leading games won uh, American-born goaltender. So, you know, all that legacy is there. This is his first time as a backup, and um, and you're right. He did have a bad year last year, and, you know, okay, you're going to play 20 games instead of 55 games, but you still have to you have to win more than you lose, and you have to you have to be competitive in those games. And I'm not sure that uh, he's going to be able to handle it, or you know, I don't know how well he's going to adjust to it. So yes, I agree with you on that. But uh, I disagree with you in, in thinking that the teams are going to be, you know, have the same kind of record. I think the Rangers are are poised for a bounce back year. I mean, think about it. They, you know, two years ago, 110 points. Last year, they had 107 points. I mean, they, they went out in the first round of playoffs just as the Islanders did. They went out in seven games to the Devils. And, you know, maybe we look at them and think that, you know, that's what they are. But I don't think that's what they are. I think they had a bad playoff. I think last year was a step back for them after a great year two years ago. And I see them as having a bounce back year. The thing about the Islanders that bothers me is I feel like they're aging. Mm-hmm. And... um yeah, it was it was a quiet off season for Lou Lamarillo, yeah. just re-signing his own guys, and yes. yeah, it's the same group over yes. and over, and every year they get a year older. <laughs> yes, right, and 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 you know I've said this to you many times on this podcast. I mean, I think that you know their team is a team that is built to play playoff hockey. They just have to get there. Um, 
if you look at what's happening in the division now, uh, you know, the, the Islanders were the they're the seventh seed last year. Um, <laughs> by, by the grace of God. By, by, they got in on the last day. Um, and they had to play, you know, hard at the end and get some good results at the end to get in. So I, 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 don't, I, mean, I don't know that they're better than that. You know, I mean, you've lost Zach Parisi off that team. Mm-hmm. So um, for I, now, for, for now. Well, okay, for now. Yeah. All right, but, but, but. So I don't see how they're better, and and the and the thing that you know really troubles me about them again. Talk about aging is that fourth line. Yeah. Um, three four years ago it was the best fourth line in hockey. It was it was a tremendous fourth line. But it's now three four years later, and uh, I haven't. You know, you, you talk about me seeing two. You know, one less preseason game than you have. Uh, I haven't seen Matt Martin or Casey Suzikis uh, in those two games, so I don't know what what they what they are. I don't know what that line's going to look like when it's together and, and the games count. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm skeptical because you know they're not young guys anymore. Well, I'm fairly certain when we do this same podcast <laughs> next year. We won't be talking about that trio. I think, I mean, Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin are both on expiring deals. And they're, you know, Cal Clutterbuck is 36. And, you know. And, I, and by the way, I like Cal Clutterbuck. I like, yeah. He's great. Abs- absolutely. So Matt Martin. So no, I mean, no, no. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you, you are right. It's sort of, you know, and the way they play, look, you know, they're not going to play all 82 games together right. this season. That's it's, fair as well. Yeah. Um, but then, who you you know is Julian Gauthier better suited on a fourth line here? And you know, it, it yeah. I mean, it, you know, it depends. It depends on what the coach wants, right? I mean, and uh, you know, so if if you're going to start with those three guys on the fourth line, then the only available ice time is going to have to be on the third line. So right. he's going to you know he's going to have to be a third line player, which I don't think he's been. So. Um, you know, to me, there's questions there, but you know, I, I do, you know, as I say, and I know I'm the, I'm the Ranger guy, so I'll be the bad guy here. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I don't. Uh, you know, I got I got questions. Uh, we don't have answers yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this: um, what the Islanders are hanging their hat on, and as we've gone around asking a lot of the same questions, you are. You know, this is the same team. How are you going to be better with the same team? And the the, the, the company line is, well, it's not necessarily the company, the, 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 the same team. We didn't get Bo Horvat until right. basically February right. 1st, until after the All-Star break. We right. didn't get Pierre Engvall until basically the trade deadline. Right. And now these guys are a part of the core. They're starting from day one. What did you... See, you know, and I know, I, I don't think that. Well, it's probably your second time seeing him. I think uh, uh, Horvat and Horvat and, and Marzal did not play in the first game. In the first game, no, you were correct. They were in the game against the Flyers. So this is your first time seeing him. I thought that line no, was that, that really line effective. Was, yeah, yeah, that line was good. I mean, that that goal that Horvat scored was was tremendous. Um, now, I will say. Uh, they were up against the, the the Rangers' first line of the night, which uh, was was Artemi Panarin playing his first preseason game, uh, Vincent Trocheck and Alex Lafreniere, and uh, I think those guys were on for all three goals against in the first period. So yeah. you know they weren't very good, but 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 
that said, I, I really like that Horvat goal, and, and, and the passing was, was good on that line. So I think that line's going to be fine, and, and, you know, and you assume Palmieri's going to be back and, and, and at some point and, and I mean, be, you know, who he's supposed to be. Um, but, you know, with the Islanders, you don't get that kind of information, so yeah. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah. And just uh, me speaking here, with, with two weeks to go to the regular season, Palms has not been on the ice for, you know, he's skating on his own. I would. Yeah, but it's, I, a, it's an eighty-two game season. I know. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I at this point, I would not expect Kyle Palmieri to be in the lineup October fourteenth against the Sabers. That's just the feeling I'm getting. And I know you know you're 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 deep into Rangers camp, so you're not no. into Kyle Palmieri minutiae right. at this but point. I, but I'm, I'm, I've been I've been I've been reading your stuff and yeah. following along as as much as I can. Um, you know, again. It's 82 games. Yeah. You don't have to have every, all the answers figured out by opening night. Um, it's a long season. Um, he'll be there at the end, I presume. Uh, you know, but I also think that some of the older guys may be worn down by the end. You, yeah. you know, is Cal Clutterbuck with an injury history that he has, you know, how many games are you going to get out of him? So that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. But I, I do like their first line, and their goaltending is tremendous. Yeah. And, they, and their defense is really good. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of pieces there. I just wonder about like the rest of the division. I look around and see Pittsburgh getting Eric Carlson. Yeah, I'm thinking you know they didn't make the playoffs last year. I'm I'm gonna guess that they're gonna be back in the playoffs this year. So right. you know, <laughs> but but they're even older than the Islanders. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. And they don't have the goaltending at the end. Right. So. You, you know, I know Peter Laviolette moves from the Caps. To the Rangers, so don't know what we're getting out of the Caps this year. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I think they expect them to be. There. No, they're going the other way, right? Other way. I mean, Columbus. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you talk about addition by subtraction. Getting Mike Babcock uh, out of the room before he even coaches a game. My goodness! Before he even starts training. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, anyway, so they. They're not going to be, uh, no. a, and the Flyers, Flyers are, are bad too, right? So, you know, the Islanders should finish in the top five in their division. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, yes, the Islanders. If you look at the teams, you know, look who who didn't make playoffs last year that could this year. Pittsburgh, yes, and I think Buffalo is really good. Yes, all right, Detroit. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, those are the teams that you're looking at. Ottawa, I don't know what Ottawa is going to be. Yeah, Ottawa might be a year away. I mean, it, it, are they going to sign Pinto or not? And, you know, Josh Bailey, our friend, is up there on a PTO. Oh, but, is he? Yeah, but, I, I, you know, if Pinto signs, I don't know if there's a spot yeah. for Bales. But, yeah. Um, anyway, that's a long way it's off. a long way off. But, I mean, you know, this is, this is the fun part, right? Yeah. I mean, like, everybody's 0-0 right now. Yes, yeah. Except you and I. We're... <laughs> Um, hey, one play I wanted to mention. We were we were talking about Bo Horvat and, and how strong he looked. Two things about Matthew Barzell. He's on the right wing now. Yeah. Did he seem more aggressive in I, his ability to shoot? I like him on the wing. I yeah. really do like him on the wing. I think it frees him up. Uh, maybe I, mean, I don't know what the defensive system the Islanders run and you know whatever you guys do, but. Uh, I feel like if you're on the wing, you know, you have less responsibility than you do when you're in the middle. And I think that just 
should allow him to do more things offensively. And, you know, I think that he's going to produce, and especially playing with Horvat. I mean, Horvat's a, a, a legit, yeah. you know, top-line guy. I mean, you know, he's those two, I think, are going to have a big year. Um, so I like it. I like it. I, what I liked, and you talk about the defensive systems, and this relates to what Peter Laviolette said about the Rangers after <laughs> this game, but the, the play that stood out to me about Barzell was – I forget the player he pickpocketed, but he comes in on a back check and just, whoop, he takes the puck from the Ranger, turns right around, screams up ice and sets up a chance for Simon Holmstrom because of his defensive play. And if he can do that consistently, that's going to lead to even more points. I'm sorry, I forgot who he pickpocketed. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't paying any attention, I'm, you know. But uh, back-checking, as we learned after the game, <laughs> what, what, what did Peter Laviolette say about back-checking? <laughs> okay, so let's just set it up. I think, you know, the, the question was sort of put to him like, yeah, you guys are putting in a new system, and you think maybe the play... And he goes, back-checking <laughs> is a universal language. So I think that's... No more calls. We have a winner for quarter of the year. Uh, no, I, but, but yeah, no, you do... Everybody's going to need to back check, and I think you know. And Laviolette was was mad at the Rangers because they didn't do enough of that tonight. Uh, I don't think that'll be a problem with the Islanders. I think the Islanders are are always going to be defensively responsible, and uh, you know, and that'll give them a chance. And they should be there or thereabouts. I just, you know, I got the same questions that you do. Yeah. So as you look down this Islanders roster, or as you envision it, since you don't have the roster in front of you. <laughs> Is there, you know, obviously Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzell, the, Brock Nelson, those are the easy ones. What player to you, you know, is, is, is a real linchpin here as to whether the Islanders are going to be up here and I'm holding my hand above my head mm-hmm. or they're down here and I'm holding my hand, you know, right. near my belly? Right. So I've always been a big fan of Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Um, I just feel like that's a two-way guy. He gives you big minutes. He wins you big face-offs. Um, penalty killer, uh, power play guy. So he's he's one of my favorites on the team in terms of his all-around game. But you know the other thing is, you didn't even mention the goaltenders. You know, well, I mean, well, you know, like that guy that you have there, that Sorokin guy. Yeah, he's pretty. Cool. Well, that's you know that's why I think I go back to what I said about the Rangers and Islanders in my mind are similar because... Because of Sorokin and Shostarkin. Right. Yes. You have two Agreed. goalies who could elevate, could literally play you deep into the playoffs. Right. right? I mean, with, with with maybe a roster that is not as good as the Carolina Hurricanes or is, you know, not as good as the Toronto yes. Maple Leafs. That right? is true. Yes. And, and, and I always... They'll give you a chance, and and it's you know, I, and Sorokin will give the Islanders a chance. You will be in every game, um, and Shesterkin is is very similar in that way. I I just happen to think that um, the Islanders don't have maybe as many guys as the Rangers do, um, you know. Whereas Horvat and Barzal mm-hmm. stand out. Uh, I think if you look at what the Rangers have in terms of uh, a Zibanejad and a Panarin, um, and even some of the younger guys, um, you know, I, I I just think that they have a little bit more, and they have more experience too. And, and you know, they've had had some success 
more recently than the Islands have, let's put it that way. Right, no, and the Rangers' top four defensemen are absolute beasts. Right. I mean, and the Islanders are no joke on defense No, no, either. I like the Islanders' defense too, but, but yes, yeah. you're right. Um, you mentioned Pajot, and I mentioned Anders Lee. What, you, you've seen a, a good portion of Anders Lee's career. Obviously, he's been a top six guy. He's been a 40-goal yeah. scorer. At this point, do you agree or not agree with me that at this point, playing with Pajot in, in, in maybe a third-line role might optimize what, what Anders Lee can bring to this team? Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, you would know more than I. Um, he's probably uh, not as fast as he used to be. Um, uh, you know, what I know of Anders Lee is that he's the guy that stands in front of the net, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think, I would think he can play on any line. Uh, he's got good size. He's, you know, he's, he's a, a capable defensive player, um, leader and all that kind of stuff. I, he could probably play anywhere. Um, but I, yeah, it's weird for me to see him on the third line. I mean, I, I envision him more on the second line, but, you know, again, I guess if Engvall's going to be on that second line, then, then, you know that it's reasonable. I, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I personally would like for Pajot to have a, a faster winger, uh, you know, to play with. But, um, you know, if Gauthier's on the other side, then he's, he's going to have plenty of speed on that side. So I, I guess it's okay. Yeah. No, I, and, and Lane could go a lot of different ways yeah. with this lineup. Sure. I mean, I advocated for you want speed with – you talk about speed with Pajot – you definitely want speed with Horvat and, and Barzell. Yeah, yeah. And to me, Ingvall is that guy. Yeah. Right? Um, but then. So let's who, do that then. I, I'm willing. But he, and they haven't tried it yet in training camp, well, but there's still, still two weeks. Games, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, what do you do on the second line? And I, I obviously, this is when, you know, I thought Kyle Palmieri might return at some point, and maybe he still will. But, you know, maybe you switch Kyle Palmieri over to the left side because he has. Uh, chemistry with Brock Nelson and hopefully Oliver Wallstrom can you know play above what he's played and that can be a second line and then you have this really solid third line is is Wallstrom a straight up right wing or could he play on the offside as well I would play him on the right wing I think Kyle Palmieri's got a better okay at this stage in their career I think Kyle would be the one who could switch but if you do that and then you know you got a fashing Pajot and Lee and that's a that would be a really solid third line and then you got the fourth line, but you know, even then, you, you're you're leaving out, you know, that that's leaving out Maggio, that's leaving yeah, out DeFore. Plus, Ross Johnson's going to make the team. We know yeah. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, he so, always does, doesn't so, he? So, conversation at morning skate today, as we were discussing this, you know, like it's like you know. And again, I, I hate saying that we all love Ross. We we you know we all want to talk to him all the time. He's just if everyone could just you know meet Ross Johnson for like two minutes, you'd understand what I'm talking about, right? But we're we're trying to squeeze him onto this roster, and they're just you know even Simon Holmstrom ahead of him. It just you know trying to figure this out, and I, I, I turned to the other person. And I said, okay, fundamentally, I agree with you. Now lay twenty bucks down on the table and tell me <laughs> Ross Johnson's not going to be on this team. <laughs> and the other guy said, "Oh, I'm not doing that." <laughs> well, you know, in all seriousness, because uh, you know, from the other side of this, and we, we talked about it, particularly uh, 
from the game in the garden the other night uh, when you know you had the fight with uh, with Matt Rempe and and uh, and all that. Yeah. I, I've always been a fan of Ross Thompson. Yeah. To, be, to be honest with you, I, you know, beyond the the ability to fight and the size, I feel like he's got good hands. He does. He's got great hands. And, and I, I just feel like you know, if a guy like that played more, yeah, you know, uh, that maybe he could produce more. And, and but but you, I don't think you can have him and Matt Martin in the lineup right. on the same night. Because they're the same guy. Yeah. And so as long as Matt Martin's around, then I don't see a, a spot for Ross Johnston. But somehow he's he's going to be on the roster. Yeah, you know? I mean, uh, Lou loves those kind of guys. Yeah. And look, the, the teammates love those kind of guys. They look to, to Ross, you know. I mean, and Ross stands up to anything. I mean... He can't be taking double minors punching a guy, you know, no, when no. he's on his knees. No. That's not no, helping you. No, Lane Lambert was not. And just to it's set that up, just to set that up, in the first preseason game, Isaiah George, uh, that was, um, that was Trocek. Trocek, yeah, yeah. Trocek just steamrolls George into the back wall, and George has to be helped off the a, ice. I there was a knee or something. Oh, Trocek need. Trocheck. Trocheck, by the way, says he didn't knee him and All whatever. Right. But All right. Let me look at this. Uh, Trocheck need Matt Maggio. Yeah. Right. And then Rempe just steamrolls Isaiah George into yes. the back wall. Oh yeah, yeah. That's okay. Exactly. So yeah. first, Ross Johnson takes a double minor against Trocheck to say, "Yo, buddy." Yeah. He knocks him down, and then when he's down, he punches him. Yeah. And Trocheck is not. Silly. I mean, he's just like, all right, I'm just, I'll yeah, stand here. Right. So double minor, and, and so Lane Lambert minor. wasn't happy with that. And <laughs> then, but then Rempe fights John Johnston. Johnson, yeah, yeah. And Rempe is a big boy. He's, he's what six eight. He's listed at six seven and two forty one. Although last year I remember talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I'm actually six eight. Yeah. So. I, you know, he's officially listed as six seven, but I call him six eight. You're right, and, and Rempe did get Johnson with a really solid blow right to the, and then like one though. I know, I know, and then Rempe skates off the ice, telling the waving his arms, telling the crowd <laughs> to get like it's a preseason <laughs> game, rookie, just calm your butt down. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, everyone's talking about Rempe now. But no, Johnson actually. Yeah. Laviolette loves Rempe. What, what's not, loves what's Rempe. not to love with players like... And that's what we're talking about with yeah. Ross Johnson. Yeah. But, uh, look, we're going to leave it there because there's still two weeks to figure this out. And I am not laying down 20 bucks that Ross... <laughs> 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 and now, the, the crazy thing is, if I'm remembering the schedule, you and I will actually not be in the same arena until we get to MetLife Stadium? Is that the way it works? Yeah, I think that's it. You know, yeah. outdoors. But, you know, it'd be an Isle to home game. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, because it can't be a because Ranger. it can't be a Ranger home game. And, uh, you know, so you'll have uh, 70,000 people there. All right. Well, in that case, let me wish you a happy new year. And... <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Ramadan, all of that. Yeah, no, it's, they gotta do do a better job. We gotta we gotta play like you know two games here and two games at the other place. You know, every yeah. year, none yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh, last year we only played one game here. This year yeah. you only play one game here. Yeah, that's no. 
Well, listen, Colin, I appreciate you hopping on, and it's always fun sitting here chatting hockey with you, and uh, uh, thank you all for listening to episode 168 of Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast, and until we get back together for the next episode, Colin? Happy hockey, everybody!